Alrighty, folks, welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. A podcast where we explore our internet curiosities. Cute. Um, I'm Sydney Goodman. I guess the last episode we did, I for- we forgot to say our names. I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. They can find it in the description. You can find it in the description. Um, I imagine someone listening to it, they're like, who is speaking to me? Okay, no. So I started listening to a new podcast and I will say sometimes it's, but I don't know, do podcasts not usually introduce themselves, but these people, they don't use their names when they talk to each other. They just call each other by like, their initials and it gets really confusing and I hate it and I'm just like tell me what your name is who are you yeah yeah come on that is what it is it's Uh, always so disturbing when you listen to a podcast a lot and then you see what the person looks like yes it's such a unique experience it really is well that's isn't that why (laughs) isn't that why there's the saying like you have a face for radio yeah, someone told me that. <laughs> that listened what? to this. <laughs> I'm like, you're not wrong. That's why I'm not like posting no. myself publicly all the time. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> no, but I agree. I think when you hear, I mean, the same thing goes for like music. A little bit yeah. less so though, because for some reason I feel like when people are singing, you, I get a better sense of like, oh, they probably look like this. Um, but for some weird podcast though, definitely you yeah. look them up and you're like, oh, not okay. what I expected. I don't think I've ever been correct in yeah guessing what people look like if I didn't already know what they looked like before listening to the podcast. Yeah. Um, voice, okay. So let's get into it. Okay. I don't know how long or short this topic will be, but I like just really went in on it. So I oh, saw good. something about. A um, did you know that we're running out of sand, Kate? Oh wait, I need to change the Twitch name. We're running out of sand. Did you know? What is what does that mean? It means you know sand like on the beaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're running out, and it's an issue. Are you gonna get into it? I'm gonna get into it. Okay, because I am. But like, you seem like wait. This is interesting mean? though. So like you're confused about what it means. Are you surprised? Like, do you have any urgency of like like if I said we're running out of water, what would your reaction be? Oh God! But also here's to show you how much of a Californian I am. I'm like we're not supposed to live here at all. <laughs> like I'm just so used to like it being like okay, don't ever use water if there's a tree in your backyard you might have a wildfire it's just like a very extreme place to live so that's why if just explain my reaction where i'm like oh i'm sure we are <laughs> that I'm checks sure out you're like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sure we are that at checks this out. point um so sand is one of the world's most consume raw materials after water holy shit yeah okay. i did not know that like and beach sand is what you're talking about we are running out um, not necessarily beach. So we're going to get into a few things, which is like where does sand come from, what it's used for, and then we'll talk about the shortage just to give some context. Okay. Um, so where does sand come from? It's mostly made of silica, which is a common element on Earth. Based on my reading, I like couldn't really understand it, but it seems like sand is primarily where we get silica from. Um, mm-hmm. And it can come from other mat- minerals like quartz, which I think 
quartz breaks down into silica, if I'm not mistaken, uh, limestone or gypsum, and sand is decomposed rocks, organic byproducts. Well, there's different types of sand, right? Um, there's organic byproducts produce like one type of sand. Parrotfish poop produces another type of sand. Um, and then that had me get into parrotfish. So let's, let's pull that up. If you guys are listening on, um, if you're not watching this, we will have, or we do have an image guide up on YouTube, um, for you to check out or wait, what Look image guide up on Instagram for you to check out. Shut up. Keep going. All one word. Uh, so this is a parrotfish and their poop creates, um, sand they can live up to 40 years old. Oh my God, look at his teeth. I know. Uh, <laughs> they grow up to four feet long and 100 pounds. Holy shit. Um, and they use their little head bump to bump their heads against competitors, which I just, I mean, obviously that I wouldn't want to actually see that. That seems really like difficult to watch, but I like to imagine them just being like, like. Wait, how big other? are they? Are they huge? Four feet long. A hundred okay, pounds. This, I think this is just because I love the movie Big Fish so much, but I have this really specific, like, I guess you would call it fetish, but I'm very hesitant to use that word. Fetish? But Do you I, get sexually aroused by? No, it's just like I. It's like a. It's like a. I don't know what it is. I just would. You know, in Big Fish, when he hugs the fish to get his ring out, mm-hmm. I want to do that to a fish so bad. I think because they're like like a big ass fish. Wait, I it's a fishish. Like fish-ish. fetish, but fish. It's a fish. It's my it's fish-ish, fish, which is I want to just hug a fish all the way around. Not like, like a small fish. That's easily done. Like a big, a big boy. Yeah, like a whale-sized fish. Mm-hmm. No, like something probably that size where you can really. Oh, you can just—it's girthy. I love hugging dogs. Like, you ever just hug a lab? I hug my cats all the time. I actually feel bad because I like really like squeezing their butts like the backside of them all especially Simba because he's like he's meaty and so he'll be right next and he kind of lets me I think because I let him like mess with me quite a bit like he'll just kind of like mess with my head like bite my bite me and mess with my hair uh he lets me return the favor and so he'll be right next to me and sometimes okay so there's this word in Tagalog and I say it hesitantly because I found out that my Filipino family makes up a lot of words, apparently. Uh, found that out the hard way. And so I don't know if it's actual Filipino slang or it's just my family, uh, but it's called caca giggle. And it's when something, it's like cute aggression. Oh my God. I'm writing this down because I've thought about this so much since you first told me. Yeah. So caca giggle. And like I just, it's so caca giggle. Like I will just go up to my cats and just be like, Aah! like I just like, I have to like bite my lip and I'm just like, Aah! like I just want to like ex- want them to explode but not and like I know. I'll like walk up to Simba and I'll just like grab his the back of him and I always do it you know so- softly but I'll pet him a little bit more aggressively than I usually pet him and he just has this nice like meaty area on the back of him that's just so satisfying you just be like ah I do that to Alex too he gets so mad he'll be sitting there and I'll just grab his arm and be like ah and he'll be like oh my gosh oh. yeah I love when Ernie's sitting and you just hug him from the base it's so it's cute. so good you just ooh. uh but anyway so kate wants to hug a parrotfish i'm glad that I we really can help do. identify which fish uh is your target and 
who knows, maybe you're lucky and he'll poop out some sand onto you. So he excretes white sand at the rate of several hundred pounds a year. Jeez. (laughs) How? Um, And they basically, they scrape algae off rocks and dead coral um, with their beaks. And then the material grinds up in their guts and then they shit it out. Are they the only fish that does this or is there... the only one that kept getting, I looked at several articles and this was the only one that was being talked about. So I guess good for them, but honestly. like the white sand beaches of Hawaii, for example, come from parrotfish poop. So you're just walking in shit. Yeah. <laughs> but also wow. isn't there something, so this is like somewhat of a depressing topic because it's like, Hey, our earth is further getting destroyed in ways that we didn't even think about. Um, but I have to say it made me really like romantic about sand. Totally. Because like, I don't know, there's something just really beautiful to think about the fact that there's this fish that scrapes algae off of rocks and like cleans up the dead coral. And then because of it, it doing that, we have like these beautiful white beaches that we get to enjoy. Like there's just something about it that it's just really like, I could like start, like it really makes me just like kind of, it's like breathtaking just to think about how like the synergy of like the environment and the, um, the ecosystem, man. Yeah. Like it's just, it's really beautiful. Um, and speaking Adams, an atom is that a thing is that why they're so they sound so similar that's actually i don't know okay that's a good question maybe we could do a topic on that i'll give you that for later (laughs) um no so okay this is sand being poetic and this just like shaped this was where i got really into it so basically what happened was i saw something about a global sand shortage. I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is like an issue, isn't it? And then it kept kind of just popping up. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll see if there's enough on that to do a topic. And I saw this quote and I was like, we have to save the sand. Um, That's your new mission. (laughs) Is environmentalist Rachel Carson wrote, quote, in every curving beach, in every grain of sand, there is a story of the earth. Oh, which I just love. So sand forms when rocks break down from weathering and eroding over thousands and millions of years. And so when you think about it that way or it, you know, being parrotfish poop, like it's just there's something really like. I don't know. I just feel like I take sand for granted. Like you're like watching walking down the beach and you're like, oh, there's sand in my shoes. But it's like this came from like, where did this rock come from? Like this is like a, a part of a rock that had this like journey to yeah no I this. When, I, when i was little and you you know how there's like little gold flecks in the sand yeah it's like why doesn't people collect all the gold flecks and then they get gold but i'm realizing that is not efficient <laughs> also can i just say i'm looking at this parrotfish picture again and i don't know if you noticed there's like a little yellow fish on the very like if you look at the right oh, side yeah. i thought that was its penis and I'm just I actually now... did too, and <laughs> I clocked that. I have to say, <laughs> and now I'm just realizing it's actually a fish. Um, but anyways, so sand forms when rocks break down. We've established this, and basically, rocks slowly travel down rivers and streams, and they're constantly breaking down along the way. Um, and because you know, if you've gone in like a river or stream, there's 
sand on the bottom which is wild like come on like how that's nuts so the rocks get taken away by the water and then start decaying a little bit and then there's sand there like it just wasn't always there like that just like really amps me up if you let's just say if you take a certain hallucinogenic drug and go on a beach you're like these are all rocks it really makes you think about that. It, no, I, it's funny because I was at a party and this guy was super high on mushrooms and we were talking and we were talking about this and he was like, wait, are you high too? And I was like, no. He's like, oh my God. He's like, I think your brain would melt if you, and I was like, yeah, yeah probably. I also think so. I like you don't need to... any help going there. Yeah, your brain already is on that level (laughs) um but yeah so the rocks are just doing the lord's work like i just sorry i just get so hyped about it like how many times have you seen a rock and just feel like oh it's a rock but it like is contributing so much i know i know what oh so cool um okay so tan if you think of now we're talking about kind of like different colored sand right um so the tan color comes from iron oxide which tints quartz a light brown and feldspar which is brown to tan in its original form and so again if you're thinking that it's brown and tan in its original form and it's getting broken down it makes sense that the some of its parts are also brown to tan um and then black sand as you probably can guess comes from eroded volcanic material like lava basalt rocks and other dark colored rocks and minerals um yeah, I have a really like traumatic memory oh. of being on a black sand beach in Maui. Yeah. Because I was told black sand, it's just black rocks, which I think was one of the things where I was like, oh yeah, sand is just rocks. It's just, like yeah. black pebbles. And it's like kind of creepy looking. And we went at dusk, so it was like getting dark and the waves were huge. And my dad was like, girls, get in the ocean and enjoy the black sand. <laughs> And so we went in and I remember the waves were so big that I was like getting tossed around and I heard the rocks kind of like pummeling on each other yeah. and like getting sloshed around and it was so creepy sounding. It felt like oh. this primal like hellish sound of the earth like moving around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, yeah. Uh, wow. Very what a formative memory. memory. That's so I funny. know. And it was the rocks um, just... It was just the rocks, man. Just the rocks, man. Um, <laughs> so it's also a byproduct of living things. So Bermuda's pink beaches are a result from the decay of a single-celled shelled organism called foraminifera, which I actually have a picture of. Um, again, you can see these pictures over on our uh, image guide. And so it's the... Wow. It's one of these. It's not all of them. It's one of them. I can't, I couldn't tell you which one was which, but the, it breaks down into pink, into pink beaches. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, dude, sand, man. So sand cool. Man. Sand, man. Sand, <laughs> man. And then, like, we, what do you, what do you call this sand? Some people call this, like, eye sand. Like, the eye boogers that you get. Like, you know that's, how your eyes are, like, sandy? Isn't that sand, man? Is that sand, man? The Sandman's supposed to get your sand from your eyes. Wait, so he drops it off for you, or does he take it from you? I'm unclear. Is he I friendly or foe? I think he's. I'm not sure. Like he's is he scary? He doesn't. It's not like the like tooth fairy that leaves you money. 
I think he's scary, if I recall. Are you looking it up? I'm looking it up. The comics just keep popping up. Okay, it's a traditional character. is a mythical character in European folklore who puts people to sleep and encourages and inspires beautiful dreams by sprinkling magical sand onto their eyes. Oh, that's actually oh, really so it's sweet. Good. It's good. When they said who puts people to sleep made me sound like it sounded like he was like putting them in a compromising position so like he could like steal their their soul or something. There's that song, Mr. Sandman. Bring oh, me yeah, dreams. Bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I'll ever see. Okay, we're not singing. So are they trying <laughs> Are they trying is that song about like trying to ask the Sandman to give them a good dream about a cute a cutie? Yeah. Give him a wet dream. Give him a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a different character for that. Uh, hey. Um and yeah. It's Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> America's wet dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, he does look like, Timothy Chalamet does look like he would be like a traditional English folklore character that 1, would like creep percent. around. I think, that's, I think that's what his... His aesthetic. He looks like a piece of art history. No, he totally does. Yeah. Like really. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody needs to make some... Folklore specifically written for Mr. Chalamet. Um, okay, so yeah, we actually made up things. I don't know if it's real or not. It's called, we call it Mucha. It's like the shit in your eyes. And then Tanga is when you have like shit in your teeth. Oh, this is Filipino. Yeah, this is slang. Okay. <laughs> I was so like, who ever... is making this up? So Alex and I all be like, oh, you have some Mucha. Like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's a good way to be discreet about it. Yeah. Except I guess if you're if you're Filipino and you also use the same slang, then you they're like, Ew, probably you're like disgusting. disgusting. There was creature. one time we were waiting outside of CPK, California Pizza Kitchen, and um my mom was we were just like sitting there, you know, Friday night, it's like crowded or whatever. And so we're sitting there and this woman comes out and she's like walking funny. Like she's like kind of hunched over, but I don't think we thought anything of it because she was older. And so we thought maybe whatever. And my mom's like, oh my God, this woman. And I guess she was talking in Tagalog and she was like, I have to pee so bad. I can't even stand up straight. Like I, I can't, this is the most I can stand up. And she was like having a panic attack about having to pee so bad in there <laughs> uh but the bathrooms were not up to her standard that's oh, my formative yeah. memory okay was <laughs> my mom so translating kind of explains. <laughs> um okay so we're back to sand so we established okay. what sand where sand comes from um and so sure. and that we have a shortage what is it used for what is making it making us run out so quickly glass sand oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's just making so many sand castles that really we all need to just like starve ourselves of life's pleasure of sand castles like and move on i've been saying this for years it's really pathetic actually i mean sand castles what are they even like it's just such a for? self um like flagellating a castle for like, crabs i actually really love crabs they're so cute they're like they're, they're so little cute. So yeah. cute. Uh, so yeah, it's used for glass. Um, industrial grade sand containing silica is used for glass. And then 
that really just made my brain break because I was like, oh my God, glasses everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like at first, I think my brain was like, oh, glass, like drink, drink. But like glasses, like like windows, computer screens, TV screens, phone screens, um, car windows, um, like Sorry, now my brain's like thinking of all the places that I see glass. Wait, um, can I ask a clarifying yeah, question? Ask a question. So, is are you talking specifically about beach sand or like where does beach sand end sand and period. dirt begins? So dirt is like I think of dirt as like um like you know like composting like it's like dirt and has kind of that it's like plant material. Yes, where sand is like rock. Okay. Or, poop. yeah, because you can't plant a tree in sand, but you can plant it in dirt. Yes, that checks out, right? That checks out. I think. Wait, that just made so much sense to me in such a clear way. Okay, I'm glad because if dirt is made out of like biological matter, then of course it can support plant life. But sand is just rocks. Yeah. Dude, yes. Oh, like, I see uh, where you went oh. with that. That's good. Nutrients versus stone is what chat says. Great. That's good. Nice and succinct. That's real good. That's real good. Um, <laughs> so with that. <laughs> ground up silica is used to make fiberglass insulation, mm-hmm. specialty glass, like test tubes, fluorescent lights. I already said this, but TV screens, computer monitors, like sand is literally so versatile. We should make sand and water like face off. I mean, like this thing yeah like rock paper oh yeah like rock paper scissors like should be like sand water wait is that should I, is that a marvel thing can they do that that's what they can do right yeah Aquaman i like it versus the sand is there a sand guy there is a comic called sandman i don't i've never read it so i don't oh, know no, i actually think okay so i watched eternals recently yeah i don't want to get into it but one of the characters i turned it off but it seems like she her her power is of sand oh oh yeah and somebody said the spider-man villain is sand that's right i can't remember his okay name. so they they've already tapped into it okay um, they're on it they're on it commercial uses for sand um comes from quarries which in case you didn't know what a quarry oh that's not you um in case you didn't no. know what a quarry looks like it's it's supposed to be right here. <laughs> it's um, the void. It's the void, I guess. I don't really know. Oh, I know why. There it is. Um, this is a quarry, which is nuts because, like, if you look at the scale of that, like, the little yellow things are giant tractors. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a sand quarry? Well, it, they're mining... Um, I think they are mining, like, rocks to turn into sand. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so we're making fucking sand. I think we are. Okay. I I guess we are. Sand manufacturing, I guess. I don't know. That's a really good question I that I don't have the answer to. You know about sand recycling? Like, can you, like, smash up an iPhone and make it back into sand? So I will get to that. Okay, okay. Um, But, yeah, so these are the quarries, which I thought were really funny. Have you ever played Minecraft? Do you know anything about Minecraft? 
because like obviously we mine things but i guess i just never i'm very ignorant as to what that looks like so in minecraft i'm not going to try and explain but for people listening who have played minecraft the quarries literally look like minecraft mines and it's a place where rocks sand or minerals are extracted from the surface of the earth and it's a type of this is a type of mine or the mines that they use called an open pit mine Mm -hmm. um but see that goes back to like so the rocks and it's like we're just taking from the earth like the earth is here and we're just like hey oh we're gonna use this like i'm not returning it because i need to check instagram that's why yeah instagram needs me i need a screen what would happen if there was no glass here like on your phone like if they it took the glass be, out it'd be incomprehensible <laughs> like what would it be <laughs> That's true. I don't actually know because they're obviously the screen isn't just glass, right? Like in my brain, it's like we could just take the glass off and it wouldn't be shiny. And that's like the only difference. But I don't think that's I don't think it's that simple. Um, so, yeah, this is a quarry. Mm. Sand is also used in agriculture, landscape and building materials like concrete, which um, has been mentioned a lot in chat um, as kind of the primary way that we are using up the sand and why it's going so quickly. Um, it's used in aquariums, creating artificial reefs, man-made beaches. Sand helps in flood zones, a.k.a. sandbags. Ever heard of them? Um, slippery roads use sand, uh, manufacturers use sand to cast parts, etching, sandblasting, um, silicon, computer chips, baby. Sand is the future. It's the present and it's it's the past. Wow. I'm telling you, it's like, it's poetic. Are you a sand activist? I'm a sand, I'm a sandivist now. Yeah. Save the sand. I love that for you. Um, yeah, so sand is used for computer chips and um people in chat are saying that the 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 solution here is neurolinks cuz there'd be no need for the glass, which I guess honestly maybe you're right, maybe that's how we save the sand. Um and then tile manufacturing companies have mixed sand and lime together to make a special brick to use as building materials. Uh, and silica-rich sand is exported to major cement manufacturers. So if you didn't get it already, sand's basically, like, really, really important for modern society. Like, it's quite literally the building blocks of society in many ways. Um, and I think that most people are like, sand is infinite. Like, there's so much of it. But there's not. Uh, so it is the world's most important but least appreciated commodities. I think it it is safe to say that. Pascal Paduzzi, there's no way that's his name. I feel like he, must, he it looks like a very beautiful thing, and there's no way that you're supposed to just say Paduzzi. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's the director of UNEP, which is the UN's environment program. A global resource information database in Geneva, Switzerland. And he says, quote, we just think that sand is everywhere. We never thought we would run out of sand, but it is starting in some places. It is about anticipating what can happen in the next decade or so, because if we don't look forward, if we don't anticipate, we will have massive problems about sand supply, but also about land planning. Currently, um, it's not possible to accurately monitor global sand use, but Paduzzi says that it can be ma- measured indirectly because of the correlation between the use of sand and cement. 
Okay. Um, how much cement do you think we use every year? Just like guess, like in in like tons. A trillion tons. Oh my god, Kate, that's too much. Four point one billion tons. Okay, I always guess too high because I don't want to seem like I'm an idiot. That that's, seems... <laughs> that's like I got a pair of shoes. I got these vintage Saint Laurent shoes, dude. Okay, guess how much? <laughs> I want to guess. Two hundred dollars. Thirty dollars. Wow, where? Uh, the real real. Oh my gosh, sponsor me, baby. Love the real. I am obsessed with the real real. It's just I have so much fun shopping on there. Um, but yeah, I got those shoes. It's nuts. But I told Alex, I was like, guess how much I got these shoes for? And he was like, ten dollars. And I was like, okay, well now it makes the thirty dollars seem like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they not look expensive? No, I told him they were Saint Laurent. But I think he knew Uh that since I was so excited that he was like, okay, she got a good deal. He's like, those look like shit. <laughs> I wouldn't pay more than seven. <laughs> um, but so the UN estimates that 4.1 billion tons of cement is produced every year, driven primarily by China, which constitutes 58% of today's sand-fueled construction boom. Um, The global use of sand and gravel has been found to be 10 times higher than cement, which means for construction alone, the world consumes 40 to 50 billion tons of sand annually. That's okay. so much sand. Wow, that's too much sand. Billion tons. How many is billion tons? 50 billion tons that's in pounds. Oh my God. It's too many. It's too many. Okay, so one ton is 2,200 pounds roughly. So oh, even. Okay, in my defense, that's why I said trillions because I was. I ignored the pounds and went straight to. Or and ignore the tons and went straight to pounds. Basically, it's like too many. It's too much. We there's no reason we should be using hey, that, that much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we use a lot of sand. Basically, global use of sand has tripled over the last twenty years as a result of urbanization, uh, which exceeds the natural rate at which sand is replenished. Because yeah, obviously, sand like I mean most resources pretty much all resources are finite resources but i think we think of sand because it's like it is constantly replenishing but it's like at a much slower rate like it takes like thousands if not millions of years for sand maybe that's not correct it does take like hundreds to thousands let's see a lot of time it takes a lot of time for a rock to break down into sand i would be curious though like what if they have that number i didn't see it in my research but if they have that number of like if we take this rock like take this rock like this entire rock will be sand and like how how long and how much sand do we get out of it oh yeah i'm sure i mean they they got the numbers on those somewhere right somebody has it um so Um, i do want to highlight one thing Mm -hmm. which is someone asked how heavy is that in cats which i feel like it's a good i owe the people okay wait where was the how heavy is the average house cat can i guess like 10 pounds yeah nine pounds based on purina i feel like it's propaganda i do not (laughs) pep md Wait, this picture. Oh my gosh. Um wait, what are we looking at? Where is it? One second, everybody. I really want to show everyone who's watching this picture. Uh, uh I it's your icons. 
There, oh, I there see. it is. There. Oh, <laughs> Ernie, your type. <laughs> There's the big boy. Wow. Um, so it says, oh, this is about cat obesity. The ideal weight for an average cat is it. 10 pounds. Okay. So if we divide, oh, goodness. So some algebra here. Let's say 10 divided by 2200 is so a cat is 0. 0.004545 tons. And so if we multiply that by 50, one, two, three, one, two, three, that's 50 million. One, two, oh, it doesn't go any higher. By 500 million, we're looking at 2.3, wait. 2.3 million cats for 500 million. It's a lot of cats. It's probably like more cats than has ever been on the planet. Wow. To be honest. Wow, you guys. That's really a pandemic. It's an issue. Um, thank you. I'm glad that we did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So the other thing that I found really interesting is the fact that not all sand is useful. And I saw chat kind of going off on this, but not all sand is useful. Um, so, oh, they're right. All we have to do is add zeros. So 500 million. So what did I say? Two point, how many? 2.3 million cats. Two, okay, wait, 20, wait. Two point wait, 22.7 million, 222.7 million cats. That's a that's so we many. use the same. So we use about how much did I say? 227.3 million cats worth of sand annually. Wow. That I <laughs> those numbers are staggering. If you're staggering. not reading those numbers, then <laughs> you're not I don't listening. Know, but, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what I was saying is not all sand is useful. I thought that was really interesting. Because my thing was like, well, why don't they just like like obviously I'm not advocating for breaking down the desert, but I feel like the desert has a lot of sand. There's like not very many people living there. Like they're big there like mountains know. of sand. Just take that sand. Not useful. Bad sand. Um, oh. because desert sand grades are eroded by wind instead of water, which is mm. too smooth and round to be used in construction. Really interesting. Right. Okay. I also just thought, I mean, to get back to like romanticizing the earth, I just thought that was so fascinating that it's just like desert sand is eroded by wind and not water. And then like, obviously the particles look different because of the different styles of erosion, but. Okay. Not to throw a wrench in this, but have you isn't joshua tree the way it is because it was once a giant body of water and that's why it's eroded like that or is it eroded Maybe. because of wind i don't know that's okay. a good question i don't know i didn't know that that's why joshua tree is fun to go to because it's literally huge ass rocks and then they just get smaller and smaller and smaller until it's sand and so you think about the process of sand becoming rocks a lot uh, I see it. I see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not to say all desert sand isn't useful. I guess if it's desert sand that has, through the years, it used to be water. And so I'm sure there's sand in there that is I helpful. See. But 
like the Grand Canyon, as this person said. Yes, let's, like the Grand Canyon. Mine the Grand Canyon. I feel like that's people that's love that. What, They'll love that. They're coming for next, people. It's your Grand Canyon. So you it's better ease up on that sand usage. Yeah. It also just kind of stressed me out, though. I don't know if you get this, but I feel like especially with plastic or just like any waste that I have, like humans are so wasteful, and oh, I feel I like I am so conscious and like aware of how much trash. I have but it's like at a certain point I also feel like there's only so much I can do yeah without devoting my entire life to like having no waste but it really stresses me out I agree I agree like it's just very ah and then now I'm like oh my gosh but the glass It's a lot. Sorry. I just, I don't know why I'm doing this right now. I'm applying lotion oh on my God, face. I forgot to tell you. You specifically asked me to do that. And I no, forgot. I did it earlier. It's just feeling really dry right now. I got a chemical peel. Have you ever done that? It's nuts. No. So I got a chemical peel and your entire face off? peels off. Like the entire, my entire face peeled off. It was nuts. Um, good? It's supposed to be. It helps with like, um, have a lot of like under the skin acne that was happening and my um lady said that like a lot of it is just caked in there sort of a thing like it's been there for a long time so you need to like it's like a big exfoliation so you exfoliate everything and then it can come out um so yeah i got my first chemical peel it was gnarly though dude like it's like the first couple of days, nothing happens. And then on the third day, like my entire face was starting from like the center of my face, like outward was just like, like I would talk and like pieces of my skin would fall. It was so gross. Oh my God. <laughs> it Were was you, so like, gnarly. About that day? Well, so my thing though was the lady was telling me and she was like, yeah, so like day starting like day three to five or like, you're probably not going to want to see anybody um you probably run errands if you want because you know people are masked so like it'll be easier to hide you just like wear a mask and sunglasses and like a hat but like you know you're probably not going to want to do anything and for me I was like oh well I have no shame like whatever like it's fine it can't be that bad and then it happened and I was like so you're just face flex are getting everything yes. <laughs> that was Wait, the part you- that I didn't think about was that the face flex would be everywhere like that's so gross can I tell you about such a specific fear I have? Yes. Truly shows how neurotic I am is I am so scared that like one of my hairs or my skin or some type of my DNA is going because you don't know what you're shedding DNA wise is going to end up on a crime in a crime scene. And then I am going to be falsely accused of the crime. Anyone else? I know I do have a fear of like, ending up in jail by accident (laughs) well because the other day this is weird but i was brushing my hair in the car and like my comb had like so much hair on it that i like pulled it out and i just like it's hair so i like threw it out the window that's not littering it's like biodegradable right what if it hits somebody in the face like a pedestrian just like walking and then all of a sudden like it's like the freeway and i was like Wait, that was like a ton of hair, like a ton of evidence. And I was like, what if that like, like gets, what is that? To the uh, wrong place, like carried by the wind. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, it's not outside of the realm of of possibility. I don't know if this is peeled for your DNA shedding. 
no it's true i mean that's like um the last episode we were talking about how we had some stuff stolen and then like recovered it but they recovered additional things and it was like this guy had like a cart that he was putting all the stuff on and alex and i both were like really careful we didn't want to touch anything we didn't need to touch because we were like if they like take this in for like a crime scene like i don't want my dna like my fingerprints all over it well, I, I just wrote that down because I'm going to do that as a topic. That's a good topic to look what? into. Oh, if that's the accusations enough? If that happens. I I'm, mean, I'm sure. It, so I'm sure. sure it I feel I'm like, so sure it, it unfortunately, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, probably a lot. I just kind of want to look into that. that Especially be because I feel like, not to get too off topic, but like having gone through our legal system when like we had to testify in court and da 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 and like the whole thing was so cut should have in my head would have been so cut and dry like it's like this is the law and like the law was broken and so you're going to be found guilty like that's just what it is but i feel like our legal system is so messed up and it's such a crapshoot and like it's all about just like like no i just thought it would be like here's the facts and now we're going to make an we're now we're gonna use those facts to do whatever but it's so tainted and like spinning things and like catch like it's yeah i could totally see they're like oh this random person who had nothing to do with it but like their hair was found there like let's just let's use them as a scapegoat yeah shit sorry if i'm freaking you out no no it's crazy i I really want to go on a huge tangent, but I'm really trying to keep it. Oh, in. no, wait, sorry. <laughs> I unplugged my headphone for a second. No, you're good. You're um, good. No, I just my one of Caleb's really good friends is at UCLA Law School. And before going there, he ran a bail fund um, that like basically was a charity to like help bail people out so you're literally not kept in prison for two years while you're waiting for your trial which is crazy uh which and sorry go ahead keep going anyways and he was just like i was just talking about the legal system with him and he was like it's you it's very very depressing he's like every day i like go in to law school i have to take like a deep grounding breath (laughs) I'm like, oh, Brett, you're doing the Lord's work. Oh, Brett. Brett sounds like he'd be a nice lawyer. You would love him. He's very sweet. Brett. Um, speaking of throwing things out their window, it that brought up another like central memory for me, which is we would always have bananas on our way to school or like as a snack. Like we just like or we were going to practice like sport practice or something like eat a banana. So like we were always eating bananas. And I remember like I would finish the banana and then be like, what do I do with this? My dad would always say, just throw it out the window. It's biodegradable. <laughs> and I don't know if that's bad or not. Is it because it's like true. It is biodegradable. But like, you know, so many clown cars are getting into accidents because they're running over your banana and getting into crashes. The only rule was you couldn't, you had to toss it on a center divider or like toss it up to the side so that animals wouldn't try to eat it in the middle of the road. Oh, that's true. That's so true. Okay, well, that's considerate. I'm not sure. I still feel really nervous about telling people I dropped a huge chunk of my hair out onto the freeway. I mean, I'm not sure the ethics of that. I've never felt, I've always felt a little bit bad throwing the banana. I don't okay. do it anymore. It was just yeah. growing up. 
because my parents like would they were the parents that had like trash cans in their car and they were always like you're not putting a banana peel in that it's gonna smell like shit yeah it's like okay well then why are you having me eat so many bananas you're the one buying the groceries yeah it's like i'm a little kid you're whole caleb had this really cogent idea the other day where he was like when you're a kid you're literally just a hostage for your parents like you can't make any decisions for yourself yeah kind of (laughs) well in line with that it was like my parents loved bananas I hardly eat bananas as an adult now well that's not true sort of but not definitely not I I swear I was eating like three bananas a day like I had bananas were the solution to everything and in one in like fourth grade I think it was I started rebelling against bananas like I just had enough and so my mom would give me a banana and then I'd just like forget about it and so it would end up on the bottom of my of my backpack but I didn't really think about the fact that when you're putting things in your backpack it's smashing the bananas yeah (laughs) dude I had like a month's worth of bananas at the bottom of my backpack like my backpack was like dripping like because and like every time I take something out of my bag it would smell like shit because it was covered in rotten banana juice I was so embarrassed dude and then the worst part was it was like one my mom was mad that I ruined my backpack they were my parents were mad that I hadn't been eating my bananas um they I'm sure they were embarrassed that their child was like the like gross banana girl at school and then I did all this damage to the textbooks because they were covered in bananas so they had to pay back the school for the textbooks Oh my god. I feel like I have so many memories in childhood of like being forced to eat a banana and there's like something about it where like if you don't want to eat it and you're like forced to eat it you're just like <laughs> it's horrible but bananas yeah. are great if you want a banana but if you yeah. don't want a banana then it's like an issue. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny. I haven't thought about that in such a long time. Um, it's funny how many things like how many little situations you get caught maybe it's just me though get caught up in as a kid because you didn't just want to say anything like so you're like i'll just i'll just deal with this (laughs) my entire childhood and i still have i still have such but do you know what that is actually i mean i think you know this but it's a symptom of adhd which is like avoidance oh i didn't know that yeah Oh, I knew avoidance was, but I didn't know. I guess I just had never thought about that as being avoidant, but obviously it's way avoidant. Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, I remember, um, (laughs) this is the last one I'll tell, but I was in second grade and, um, kind of same thing. Like my parents, they got really into, for breakfast, they would give us this like marble cake why are you giving mm-hmm. us cake for breakfast? Um, but it was like, you know, like how people have like a lemon, like the lemon yeah, loaf yeah, for yeah. breakfast. It was like that, but it was it was marble and I didn't like it. But like they it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, you're going to you have to eat it like you have to take it. Like, I don't care if you eat it or not, but you need to take like I'm giving it to you and this is your food. And so I would just like drop it on my way walking to my classroom. Like I would just like get out of the car and be like, going to eat it. And then I just like throw it on the ground. <laughs> And one time, <laughs> one time I was running late and I ran into my, the classroom. Oh my gosh. I'm like starting to sweat thinking about this. I ran into the classroom and I dropped it, but I, for, I almost forgot to drop it. And so I dropped it like as I was walking into the door, but it was like 
in the doorway and so like it was getting smashed and like brought into the classroom and like the um the door was like smashing it like think like i distinctly have this visual memory of like the teacher closing the door and the door wouldn't shut all the way because this stupid cake was <laughs> was preventing it from shutting all the way and she was like whose cake is this why is it on the ground and i was just like <gasps> Ugh, and I yeah. didn't say anything, but then I always I kept bringing the cake, and so I think she knew. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like my life is full of memories of that me doing something like that, and then it just snowballing so hard, and like being like I don't know. I think I've told this story in the podcast of in high school. I used to put all my coffee mugs in my locker. <laughs> it was like the only purpose for it, and so it would always spill, and like I had in them. And then I stopped using my locker completely like six months before we graduated. And so there's just like disgusting coffee like filled all in my locker. And when we had to go clean out the lockers at the end of high school, this cute little kid was like, it smells like vomit. <laughs> These lockers. Wait, who it, said it? I, I want to know. James Francois. Uh. I know, like the cutest. Like I felt, he was like, "Yeah, it smelled really bad, like for the last month." I don't know, like <gasps> someone has something in their locker, and I opened it, and it was just like a waft. <laughs> did you at least wait until like after hours, or like when there was less people, or did you do it with like the full hallway? Literally, Cindy, this is why how used to being in these situations I was. I like when I, he said that, and I I start, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't remember my." combination and so i walked away because i was like it's definitely me. <laughs> i just know i just know <laughs> oh my gosh ew it's my least favorite quality is like being like i avoid the shit out of stuff i really hate it it's funny because i think i've gotten really good at like confronting certain types of things but then other things i'm like very avoidant by and it happens when it's just like when it's so subconscious and i can't even like i'm not yeah. even processing that i'm avoiding it um like i have to make a phone call this week that i'm just like really not looking forward to making and i feel like every excuse in the book has come up in my brain as to why yeah. I should not call them. Um, okay. Well, that was nice. So back to the sand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, we talked, we were talking about how desert sand isn't usable, but the um, popular, the most, po the bell of the ball sand is more angular so it can lock together. And it's typically sourced and extracted from seabeds, coastlines, quarries, and rivers. So to answer your question, like where we're getting it, um, okay. Louis Gallagher, who is the environmental governance lead at UNEP and GRID, which is Geneva's Global Sand Observatory Initiative, said the issues around sand are a complex problem to solve. Um, it seems like the trickle down of industries that use sand or rely on the mining for income, for example, like banning river sand extraction would affect the communities that are built around it. It sounds kind of like mining towns, um, but think like they're, you know, small villages in like India. I mean, I don't know if it's village level, but there are these communities that are really relying on sand as a huge export. Um, and so it's mm -hmm. tough to just say like there's huge there's big consequences to just saying like stop the sand um and this i found really interesting and i don't know maybe i'll go more into it in another episode but there are sand mafias 
which makes sense. Oh, you have to, you have right? To. Which makes sense yeah. if it's like such a valuable resource and there's like money to be made. Obviously there's exploitation and whatnot happening as well. And so these sand mafias are groups that are comprised of builders, dealers, and businessmen that are known to operate in Cambodia, Vietnam, Kenya, and Sierra Leone. Um, and what they do is they'll illegally dredge up riverbeds. Um, I got this from National Geographic, uh, this it was like a journalist kind of like it was kind of written like a journal entry uh so this is what it is quote our plastic tables quakes from oh that was a bad quote that was wrong verb tense that was my bad not their fault uh, let's start over okay so quote our plastic table quakes from the passage of heavy trucks. What do these columns of vehicles carry? A torrent of mined sand, the dredged up riverbeds of the Sind, is that how you say that? Sind, S-I-N-D-H, river, and its tributaries it, in destitute, oh my gosh, I should have read this before I tried reading it out loud. Um, uh, it's the dredged up riverbeds of the Sind River and its tributaries in destitute Madhya, Pradesh state. Every truckload is bound for distant construction sites. Much of the cargo is illegal. Sand is a lucrative commodity in India. It fuels a black market that is both preyed on and protected by goons. Sand miners have killed law enforcement officers who have attempted to halt the strip mining of India's rivers. They have murdered reporters who have exposed the forbidden practice of excavating waterways. Um, and that kind of gets into how sand mining hurts people. If you're stripping rivers of the sand, there's consequences to that, right? It causes water tables to drop and can change the course of rivers. So if there's a whole city that is built around the fact that there's a river here, a resource, um, a very important resource, and then the river's no longer going that way, that's an issue. It affects wildlife. Um, in Specifically in India, there's already historic water shortages. So like changing that is just like, why do that? So massive sand mining has also eroded river deltas across Asia, which has exposed coastal communities to severe land loss and worsening the effects of climate change, including sea level rises. The issue with this is that it sounds ridiculous that we're running out of sand because it is perceived as cheap and infinite. And so in terms of like what do we how do we go from here and like what do we do about this um the level of awareness just isn't there because i think people hear oh we're running out of sand and it's like fuck you no we're not <laughs> like shut up no way but we totally are so take it serious um Gallagher has identified five priorities for sand resource governance over the next two years. And the article that I was referencing um, was written in March 2021. So we're just about coming up on year one. Uh, cooperation on global standards across all sectors. Cost effective and viable alternatives to river and marine sand. Updating environmental, social, and corporate governance's frameworks in the financial sector to include sand, bringing in ground-level voices, and setting regional, national, and global goals on sand use at the right scale. Um, somebody in chat mentioned this a little bit ago, but I feel like I get very overwhelmed by like uh, climate change and obviously resource loss and just kind of the degrada degradation. Mm -hmm, you got it. Degradation yeah. of um, our environment. And the thing, the exciting thing is that, you know, that's the whole thing about science is it's problem solving. Um, yeah. 
And so there is opportunity to come up with another resource for us to deplete um, or, you know what I mean, like find find an alternative that is more um, friendly to our environment. And a couple other positive notes is that Kieran Pereira, oh my gosh, everybody's name's so hard to read, uh, who's the researcher and founder of sandstories.org says Zurich, for example, is building buildings with 98% recycled concrete. Uh, the city of Amsterdam has committed to becoming 100% circular by 2050, and they cl- aim to have their natural resource use by 2030, uh, which is coming up. Mm-hmm. So there, and there was a wake up call on global sand shortage in 2019 when it was recognized and placed on the political agenda as a result of a UN resolution. Um, okay. And two notes to leave on one, Pascal Paduzzi, our, our friendly climate scientist. Oh boy says, is it time for panicking? Well, that will certainly not help, but it is time to take a look and change our perception about sand. Um, and then the final thing, which I didn't, I don't have our TikTok, TikTok recycle glass lady. Uh, there is this TikToker that um, turns, sa- that turns recycled glass bottles from landfills um, into sand which is oh, really cool. cool. And I think that that kind of stuff, I like to sound like a crockety old person. Like I think there's a lot of things about um, the younger generation that I'm like, oh my God, shut up. But um, wait, glass recycling. But this kind of stuff I think is awesome. Like it was started by these two uh, college students. Oh, great. And um, they, where is it based out of? In New Orleans. It was started by two college students. It's a drop-off glass recycling across New Orleans. And they recycle glass and convert it into sand uh, to be used for disaster relief, coastal restoration, and more. Um, Which I think is just so cool that somebody is like, oh, I identify this as being an issue. And then they're like making, doing things to like make it happen. Which I think is really cool. I love that. Wait, so... Were you going to talk about like recycling iPhones like for sand purposes or? No, that's the end of my story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean like even that when we were talking about earlier, like just having so much stuff like yeah, tech, for real. example, moves so quickly. And I think the nature of my work, it requires me to upgrade as things upgrade. Right. And it's like, what do I do with this now? Uh... Yeah. Like I've had my old iPhone sitting on my on my desk for a while now and I'm just I like am paralyzed. I don't know how to like properly recycle this. Yeah. Or that episode of How to with John Wilson, um of like the recycling the batteries. Yeah. I love that episode. Like it's stressful. I had to replace some batteries and I was like Or you could be like my mom who has this bag, like an Apple bag. That's like literally like they're like 2004 branding. So that's I think that's when she got it. And it says take to Apple on a sticky note on it. And it's literally all of our old iPods. Like I'm talking like first gen iPods. And like when I got the little nano video, it's like all in this thing. And she's like, we got to take them back because maybe they can fix them and we can still make we can still use them. And I was like, I don't think we still need to use them, Ellen. Did you ever have a video iPod? Like just the regular video one, not the Nano? No, I didn't. 
Oh, those are worth a lot of money. Really? Do they still work? Um, or like there was a lot of money. I don't know why. There's something about them that you can sell them for a lot. I know because somebody stole one out of my car. Oh wow! I should look. I we might saw. There's like literally just like a stack of iPods. Yeah, I have my. Speaking of hoarding, I have my iPod Nano. (gasps) Cutie, it's a four gig. Wow. Four gigs. How? I remember I had the shuffle that was a little box. People, there was like this trend on TikTok. I don't know if actual like real people did it, but they were using the an- the shuffle as like hair clips. That's so cute. It was actually, it was kind of cute. Or, um, I don't know. Is that cute? I'd like it in theory. So, okay, wait. Sorry. Last thing I want to leave us on is that okay. I wanted to read the um, six-step method to take glass bottles and turn them back into sand okay so one collecting the glass two transporting the glass into a processing facility three is they sort the glass by color and separate any non-glass products like bottle caps corks metal tops um and the average recycling facility throws away about 60 to 90 percent of what they receive so um this glass half full organization their rate is less than two which means less in landfills um, they grind, crush, pulverize, and tumble the glass into a sand and glass collet mixture, and then they filter the labels and other non-sand particles out of the mixture, um, and then they allocate it properly. So I don't actually know if this sand is able to be used in construction per se, but I do think that it's something that, I don't know, I think that, you know, it can be very overwhelming to, I'm like trying so hard to leave this on a positive note. Um, it can be really overwhelming to... Be like, wow, I consume so much and there's so much trash. Um, but something that I'm focusing on is like one, doing as much as you can, right? Like you're not going to be perfect and you shouldn't let perfection stop you from trying to reduce your impact. Um, and the second thing is like you can make simple changes that help with things like recycling like taking your the bottle tops off when you're recycling and putting that somewhere else and like separate your recycling separating your trash um something that i've been trying to be more cognizant of is food waste and so like when i'm cooking i'll have a little bag on the side that um i'm looking at getting like an actual tub for it but like a little bag on the side for me to put all my food waste and then i'll take it out to the garbage and like put it in like the food waste bin or like organic waste, I think is what it's called. It's where they put like the trees and shit in there. Um, and like stuff like that makes a difference. And so, you know, that's one extra step for me that, I don't know, makes me feel better about it. And I feel like is like helping. Yeah, totally. Little goes a long way. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a collective effort. Collective so. effort, but then also it's like Alex makes a good point. Alex is a little more of a realist than I am, um, but he's like <laughs> the issue isn't like individual on an individual level though that it's actually on like a corporations and like lobbying I mean, and yeah um, <laughs> policy level. But we need true. a good a good way to wrap up this podcast. So. But we're not going to talk about that. Well, we will talk about <laughs> it and pay attention to that. And you should. Yeah, yeah of, course, of course. But, you know, anyways. Okay. <laughs> That's sand. We're running out of sand, baby. 
So uh, enjoy it. Well, it's so funny. My sister is getting married in June on a white sand beach. And so I'm going to tell her that she's stepping on fish shit. The whole time, yeah, it's so. it's fish shit. That's what it Very is. Very romantic stuff. Mm, maybe that's when you can hug your fish. Oh, I'll just run into the water in the background of our ceremony and wrangle a fish. Wrangle a fish. I love that. Lovely. Um, okay, y'all. Well, we will be back next week with another episode or every two Friday. Weeks from now. Well, wait, I don't want to record. I don't want to confuse people listening to the audio. Okay, okay. For um, so don't forget new episodes every Friday. Um, that's on YouTube. That is on every podcast network that you can think of. Um, and we have our image guides that also go up every Friday as well. Uh, that's shut up, keep going all one word. If you wanted to watch the video version, um, the video podcast is up on our YouTube every week on Fridays, youtube.com slash shut up, keep going. And if you want to watch us record this live, um, we do kind of passively read chat and, you know, people make good points. Um, and that's on twitch.tv slash Sid so good. And that's most Mondays, uh, around 9am Pacific, 12pm Eastern, um, So thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.